Welcome to Soul Talks with Bill and Christy Galtier. I'm Christy. And I'm Bill. We're husband and wife. We're also psychotherapists, spiritual directors, and the founders of Soul Shepherding. We're glad you've joined us on Soul Talks as we invite you into our home to share our hearts and our intimacy with Jesus in life, love, and leadership. Christy, let's have a conversation about loving and letting go. I'd love to. (laughs) We've just had some experience with that. We have. Yes, our our oldest son married about two years ago, and about two days ago, (laughs) our second child married. So we've had the blessing of participating in Jenny and Nick's wedding, and we gained a son-in-law, and of course, Jenny's still in her life, and that's wonderful, and new dimensions to that, and yet things have changed. Things do change with weddings. It's always a surprise to me, and not only to me, but to others that I know, how hard this letting go is over and over. We think, oh, I've let go, and then something triggers the reality that, oh, there's more letting go to do here. (laughs) It really is a lifelong process in our relationships. Even from when Jenny was a little girl, we were having to learn to let go as she was becoming a personality with her own will and her own way of doing things. That's right. It never seems to stop. Even my mom tells me letting go of your grandchildren (laughs) is not always Mm -hmm. easy either. Yeah, so it's a, it's a lifelong journey. But this was a big step here, yes. uh, the wedding, because, you know, Jenny's not a little girl anymore. She's she a, certainly a grown not. woman, <laughs> is a beautiful woman. She's got her own house now, and she's got her own life, and she's out, and she has a career. And, you know, she and Nick are married, and they're on their honeymoon right now. Yes. So we're happy for them, and it was a, a happy day, but they're mixed in with that with sadness. Yeah. Even out on the patio outside the bride's room, I went to get the groom's father for something. And he said, oh, you know, this letting go is hard. You and Bill have more experience with it. You know, Jenny's been out of the house for a while and you have a son that's married. I said, oh, it's still hard, Mm -hmm. (laughs) even though we've had some experience with it. Yeah, for them, they've had their son in in their home uh, his whole life. And so this is the first time that he was moving out of the house. So, yeah, that was their grief there and their sadness. And it's a big change for them. I see. You have the Bible open, and I'm curious what you've been reading here about this. Well, I was thinking back on the wedding. There's so many highlights about it, you know, and we've been reminiscing, and that's been really helpful. I'm so thankful that we set aside some time uh, Sunday and then yesterday, Monday, to just process with each other, Mm -hmm. go through our memories of our highlights and even some of the things that were stressful or difficult and just really needed that time. We did. It's been really good to process through, to pray, to enjoy family that was in town, and to look at the pictures again, mm-hmm. remember some of the celebrations, and things to praise God for, and also still to pray for, be praying for Jenny and Nick as they're beginning their life together as a married couple. In fact, I'm surprised just how exhausted I've been. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and how preoccupying it's all been. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. can say, well, what's so tiring about, you know, getting together with friends and celebrating and dancing and having a great meal and great conversations and, you know, seeing your lovely daughter get married to her handsome prince. Well, it's a lot more than just an event. Yeah. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah. Feels a lot more emotionally for us than just the event of the wedding itself or the events surrounding it with family, you know, coming and rehearsal and rehearsal dinner and all. 
Yeah, it's about the relationship and the relationships and all the dynamics there and the memories and the emotions and this mm-hmm. letting go. Well, and then our dreams and our expectations, some that we don't even know that we have and, you know. Oh, I don't have any expectations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot to die to there, isn't there? Yeah. yeah. So one of the things I was reflecting on was the sermon that our nephew Andrew Gave. He was the pastor, and that's one of the really fun things about this wedding. And some of our listeners will remember that just a few weeks ago, we were talking about you and I co-officiating yes, Andrew and Brianna's wedding. Fun. And so we got to marry them. And then now Andrew got to marry our daughter. Yes. <laughs> well, perform the officiating. Right. He, he yeah. wasn't the groom. Okay. Well, <laughs> I was kind of confused. <laughs> yeah, Andrew officiated. And He's so the, the message he shared came from... One of the scriptures he used was Matthew 19, and in verse 4, Jesus is responding to the Pharisees who are asking him questions, trying to trip him up, and in this case, it's about divorce. And he says, haven't you read that at the beginning, the Creator made them male and female? For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh, the scriptures say. This is Jesus quoting the Old Testament, Genesis. So they are no longer two, but one. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no one separate. And so Andrew was talking about the importance of leaving and cleaving. And that's not just for the husband and wife. That's for the parents, too. That's right. And the siblings and, you know, all the family. And yeah. Well, we all have to let them leave and cleave. Mm-hmm. Both sides of families, as well as both the bride and the groom, have to do leaving and cleaving. And so I felt like I've prepared for this really since Jenny was born. Right after she was born, I wrote a lullaby for her just to... Minutes after she was born, you wrote that and you wrote it on a card and you brought it to me in the hospital when you came to see me in the morning and take us home. Yeah, it was a prayer poem of sorts, but it was a little song that I put a tune to it and I sang it to Jenny every night of her life practically for into her teenage years she continued to want that so thousands of times i sang this song over her about being a white dove and soft as peaches and sweet as cream and you know all, all these uh, heart reaching to her mm-hmm. and then i had there in the end of it one day my dove you'll fly away but still my heart will love and my dream will stay my dream will stay and so that fly away part in the lullaby that's what she just did. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's been a process, of course, but that was a pretty dramatic segment in that flight was uh, her, right. her getting married. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I would sing that to her too and nights that I was putting her to bed or if you weren't there. And every time that someday my dove, you'll fly away. I would get choked up. It was hard. It was like, I wanted to say, no, don't fly away. <laughs> you know, because even though I knew and I sang it thousands of times to her too, that's still hard for us. The leaving, the the letting go, still painful. Yeah, I just keep having these flashbacks of when she was a a little girl and, you know, different times during her life and things that we did together and sweet times and thinking, wow, you know, she's she's all grown up now and Mm -hmm. she's not in our home and we don't see her so much and she's living her own life. And of course, that's as it should be. That's what we want. And And that was our goal as parents, Mm -hmm. to work ourselves out of a job. But it's painful. It is. <laughs> and it all hit me on yeah. Saturday. And so I was crying, especially that one point in the, I was so surprised that one point in the wedding ceremony and Andrew had us be, uh, to pray silently for the mm-hmm. bride and groom 
while there was some background music. And as I began praying for them, I just started weeping, you know, over just entrusting them to God and his grace and letting go. And, um, yeah. 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 I remember doing that when we were, the college visits were her senior year, visiting college she might go to in a chapel service and singing the song, Oh No, I'll Never Let Go, Through the Calm and Through the Storm. Mm-hmm. And feeling like I was saying, Christy, you can let go because I'll never let go of mm. Jenny. So every time I hear that song, I'm always so thankful. It always helps me to remember I can let go of my kids because God will never let go. Yeah, somehow the letting go feels like losing and mm-hmm. mixed in there. We feel maybe rejected at times or unappreciated and uh, it seems like it's just inevitable in that process of separation individuation, mm-hmm. we, we call it as psychologists, mm-hmm. that there's just, there's a developmental process and there's, there's cycles of that. You know, when you first sort of experience that when our children are two and three, you know, and they're having a will or saying, you know, no, and I want to do it this way and, you know, leave me alone and let me do it. And they're going off and expressing their individuality and Sometimes that can be cute and maybe we always know it's part of the deal, but it, a lot of times it just hurts yeah. because like, oh, I'm feeling left here. It's like, well, what do you mean? I want to help you. And <laughs> Yeah, well, and we have all this good we want to give them, but they don't necessarily want it and we don't have the opportunity anymore to give it. And that doesn't feel good either to have all this good you want to give them and they don't know that you have it or that you, you know, want to give it. They don't really have the vision you have of it. And so having to just let go of that Recognize, okay, I got to trust God to provide for them through other people in other ways or learn hard ways, ways we want to protect them. And it's so humbling when you can't mm-hmm. give to your child some expression of love or grace or wisdom or helpfulness that is so deep in your heart that you want to yeah. give that other people maybe appreciate yeah. from you, but then now yes. your own child doesn't want that. Right. Yeah. And it just seems like these sorts of feelings are just pretty much universal in this process of. A, a child becoming an adult and letting go and you know they get married they leave and they cleave i think that's probably part of why movies like the father of the bride and my big fat greek wedding are so popular is because they kind of show the pain of all this in a humorous way that we all relate to mm-hmm. with the comic relief kind of helps us to laugh about it because it's just so painful mm-hmm. yeah i just I was thinking about the young pastor sharing with me about the challenges with his in-laws and the, the difficulty with the leaving and cleaving. And, you know, his wife's parents have a, a lot of resources and are very involved, very helpful with the kids, and they help them get through tough times financially. And I mean, he's so grateful for that. And it's a wonderful connection they have with her family. And yet sometimes he feels sort of controlled by that mm. or inadequate because they're kind of coming into the rescue and he wants to be the one mm. to provide. Yeah. Or he just feels like, you know, as a pastor, he's not able to earn as much money as his father-in-law and doesn't have all that capacity and ability in terms of providing mm. a home and a lifestyle. And, mm. and so it's, he appreciates the help coming from, her parents, but yet at the same time, it just, it feels kind of suffocating. Yeah. These are difficult things to work through. They are. Yeah, because he wants to be the man. He wants to be the hero, mm-hmm. the provider, and feel like he's enough for her. And it doesn't really have the kind of relationship, they don't have the kind of relationship with her parents where they can really talk about those feelings mm-hmm. in a way that could be worked through and mm-hmm. just isn't 
safe like that and he commonly feels judged and, mm, and criticized and yeah. yeah so they have to you know work this through together and, and find the balance of where to have their boundaries you know where to say thanks but no thanks and mm-hmm. where together you know to receive help and support and a gift and how to do that um, we had to learn that too i remember we met with other young married couples when we were engaged and newly married saying, you know, talk to us about this. You know, how do you do this? How do you set boundaries with your family that you love and they only intend good and you know that, but you know, you we're trying to also do the leaving and leaving and be respectful of our spouse. And so it was helpful to us to meet with some mentor couples for like learn from them. Yeah. One of the things that was, I think really good was learning that, well, so it's best if I set the boundaries with my parents and family. And if you set the boundaries yes. with your parents and family, and yeah. then that frees us up so that you're able to really encourage us to be connected to my family. And I'm able to mm-hmm. do that with you and your family. Yeah. That's been so, so helpful. And yet at the start, learning to do that was really hard. I didn't want to have to do that, but I'm, I'm really grateful for the learning. Yeah, it's hard to remember, I think, and a lot of people just don't understand. Maybe this would be helpful for our listeners, but every relationship needs a balance of bondedness and separateness, mm-hmm. closeness and nurture and airspace. Right. And so we're most able to be loving when we have the best boundaries. Mm-hmm. The more we're able to be emotionally separate and differentiated and know this, okay, this is what I feel. This is what I can do. This is where I can say yes, this is where I can say no. And the, the better we're able at articulating those things without fear, but speaking the truth in love, then the more accessible it is for us to be kind and caring and generous with people. Mm-hmm. If we're confident, okay, I can say no when I need to, that frees me up to say yes. That's right. Yeah, and so what helps us to let go? I think it'd be helpful to talk about here in the last few minutes that we have. We're all facing different challenges of saying goodbye or releasing a loved one in one way or another. What are your thoughts on that, honey? Yeah. I mean, we've got launching to college season coming up for a lot of people. And there, there's a letting go there that's significant. Or even I remember the letting go of starting kindergarten for mm-hmm. my kids or kind of every year there was a new letting go. So yeah. What does help you to let go, Bill? I think what helps me the most is just knowing that I have a, a friend to talk to to share my emotions with and to be really listened to and understood and validated Mm -hmm. so that I'm not alone in that. Definitely. I remember after we took David to Westmont in his freshman year coming back and he'd been gone like two weeks and I'd just gone into his room to do something in there. And I came back into our room and you were in your closet and I was, I just sat down on the floor and I started crying. I said, it's been two weeks. Why am I still crying? (laughs) And you responded so gently and said, what are you feeling? You know, you're grieving. And you were so patient with me and just giving me that space, letting me to grieve, letting me, helped me to then let go. Didn't have to call him (laughs) that night. Mm. Yeah, I remember that. That was a very special time in a way, but it was also stressful and and sad. Yeah, and figuring out that, you know, when do I wait for him to call? How long do I wait? It's mm. been two weeks. Should I still wait, you know, and all of that and being able to be in that together mm-hmm. and talk about our feelings and our questions, you know, together. And I'm tempted to project this into the not hearing from him. Is that a projection or is that reality? And, you know, being able to talk about that and you just say, you know, no, I think he just hasn't called because he's busy and he's trying to form new relationships and, you know, 
Yeah. And then to check it out with him, you know, mm-hmm. we would reach out to him and, you know, would you, do you have time to talk? Would you like to talk or, you know, but mm-hmm. not to pressure him and yeah, you know, finding a way to be available and offer loving support and involvement, but yet not be encroaching on that yeah. freedom. Yeah. Such a delicate balance. Sure is. So yeah, talking about it is really, really helpful and important and praying, talking to God about it. Yeah. Really, really, really helpful. Yeah. I think of First John 3, 1, how great is the love the Father has lavished upon us that we should be called children of God. And I know that when I'm resting secure in the embrace of God, my father, that that really helps me to have the strength to let go and to not put expectations on my child or on you and your freedom. Yeah. And taking heart from God, the father who let go of his son, Jesus, Mm -hmm. in love for us. Yeah. And in fact, that's exactly something that I was praying through. During Jenny's wedding, mm-hmm. was just thinking about how, well, okay, God, you let go of Jesus for me. I can let go of Jenny for you and also for Nick, mm-hmm. you know, to it's, mm-hmm. this is his wife and, you know, to bless him with that. So God is our father and he loves us so much. And maybe if we just close with a prayer that Brennan Manning teaches us, Abba, I belong to you. Some of our listeners will be familiar with this prayer. It comes from his book, Abba's Child, which is a great book and We have an article on our website by Brennan Manning. It's a recent resource uh, on the Abba prayer. It's called A Retreat with Brennan Manning. And I just took some excerpts from his book and just sort of imagined, let's go on retreat with Brennan Manning. He's gone and he's in heaven now, but he led a lot of retreats as a spiritual director and he left us that sort of wisdom and grace and his books and he tells his story. And so I took some excerpts of sort of his own journey with the Lord and his experience of God as Abba. And Brennan is so vulnerable with his emotions. And so that really helps us get in touch with our feelings and find that, that closeness and that security in the Lord. So appreciate Brennan for that. And so let's just pray together. Thank you. Oh God, you are our loving father. So we just pray with Brennan Manning, these words of affirmation, breathing in Abba, Breathing out, I belong to you. Abba, I belong to you. Thank you, Lord, for your precious love that helps us be secure. We know that we matter, that we're significant, that we're accepted. As Jesus, you have shown us that God is our Abba. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, friends, we hope you've enjoyed this edition of Soul Talks with Bill and Christy Galtier. We invite you to our website, soulshepherding.org, where you'll find over 700 free resources, including these Soul Talks. You also can find our newly published book, Your Best Life in Jesus' Easy Yoke. Until next time, Let's continue our conversation with Christ.